Should Todd Bowles be fired? And should it happen this season? There's no question that Bowles' seat is red hot, and we discuss it right now. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome to Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And of course, you can check out everything on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks podcast is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately identify or verify our threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. And we thank you again for making the Locked On Books podcast first listener, first view every single day. Huge shout out to the nearly 8,000. I don't know if my math is correct as of right now, but I'm going to go with 8,000 people who have watched our live post game episode and our regularly scheduled Monday drop that dropped at noon Eastern on Monday. I don't think it's quite 8,000, but it sounds like a good number. So I'm going to go with it. Um, but either way, however many thousands of you out there did it, we appreciate you. Of course, we appreciate all of you watching, listening, however you're consuming Locked on Bucks and letting us be a part of your daily lives. We appreciate you all the same. What we don't appreciate is uh, the job that Todd Bowles has done coaching this team this year, James. And we're not alone. A lot of people don't appreciate it. I'm sure Todd Bowles doesn't appreciate it. I'm sure Todd Bowles wants to be doing better as a head coach. Look, when Bruce Arians retired from coaching, stepped up into the front office, and Todd Bowles was named his successor. We were excited. The fans were excited. I mean, you know, everybody was kind of like, oh, man, like Bruce is leaving. That's kind of weird. But for Todd, right, we were excited. All the media, I think, was excited. Fans were excited. The players were excited. Uh, that excitement has certainly turned on its head. And now the question is being thrown around, James. Should Todd Bowles be fired? And we're talking in season. Like, there are people, there were people in our live there are comments all over YouTube's, all over Twitter's, all over Facebook's that they want Todd Bowles fired now. Like Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals should not see Todd Bowles on the sideline come Sunday. What do you think about the prospect of Todd Bowles being fired in season right now? I lean no, which might surprise some of our, our listeners and viewers because I think they know I tend to be the, the more... Uh, passionate unreasonable oh passionate yes passionate. Passionate wow well. we you're both really said the throw, same thing at the same time you're really gonna throw unreasonable out there i was gonna say passionate and maybe uh i i'm more the more emotional unrealistic uh emotional of, yes of the two hosts God, emotional killing me smalls <laughs> um but i i say no todd bull should not be fired in season number one it's not going to fix all of the problems that are going on inside the Advent Health Training Center with the exodus of, of Todd Bowles. It, it, it's flat out not. It doesn't matter who you put in charge. It doesn't matter who the interim is. And you could go ahead and say, oh, well, you know, Carolina fired Matt Rule and now they're one game out of the division. No, it doesn't matter. 
Absolutely does not matter. This team's issues go beyond coaching. It starts with coaching, but it goes beyond coaching. And at this point in time, yeah, the Buccaneers are probably going to make the playoffs, but how far are they going to get? I mean, they're going to get probably bounced in the first round, get blown out in their own stadium, uh, more than likely by the Dallas Cowboys. And then, you know, they're going to they're gonna move into the offseason and, and we'll see where it goes from there. Not to mention, the Glazers don't fire coaches in season. It just doesn't happen. It, we've seen Lovey Smith be terrible. We've seen Greg Schiano be terrible. We've seen Dirk Cutter be terrible. We've seen uh, Raheem Morris be terrible. Uh, they still didn't get fired in season. It's just not right. something that the the Glazer family does. So, uh, yeah, it it doesn't solve anything. Let it run its course, and we'll address it again, you know, two months from now. Yeah, so you're leaning no. I am standing firmly on the side of no. You don't fire Todd Bowles in season. And you don't fire Byron Leftwich in season either for all the reasons you just said. It doesn't solve any of the problems because remember this coaching staff is a collective. Like they all came together. Like the, you know, Bruce Arians has already said he would not have come back to coaching unless he had his guys. These are all BA's guys. So they're all tied together. They're all in concert with each other. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, it, it's not when you look at the problems that this team has, are you going to bring up one of these co-defense coordinators or you bring up Byron now you need a new offense coordinator. Like it just it causes more problems than not. And honestly, most often when you're when you're replacing your head coach, I know there's been some some weird uh, interim head coach situations as of late around the NFL. You're doing it to to you're 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 essentially canceling your season. You're basically saying, okay, look, we're gonna we're gonna think about next year and the future. We're gonna move on with our franchise. Um, you know, so that's just kind of what it is. Look, the Buccaneers. I think they're gonna play till at least mid January, and that's saying a lot because NFL Wildcard Weekend starts January 14th. So, I mean, that's that's what you're going to get. mid-January. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably the best you can expect as of now. But, look, I mean, this is this still a very talented roster? Absolutely. Is it still a very talented coaching staff? I mean, you know, the, the the evidence says otherwise right now. But, again, this is the same coaching staff that was here for the Super Bowl. We're the same coaching staff that got this team or helped lead this team to the divisional round. There is something going on in this coaching staff, in this locker room. And so far, nobody's figured out how to fix it. But you just have to hope that somebody is trying to fix it because because firing everybody is not the answer. But James, how hot is Todd Bowles' seat as of right now? Like if the Buccaneers finish the season this way, playing ugly, winning some close late games and comebacks, losing some games really ugly. Uh, I mean, obviously, if this Buccaneers team enters enters the playoffs, I don't see how they get to the Super Bowl. Does Todd Bowles get fired if this product is what we see for the rest of the year? I think that's contingent on Bruce Arians, if I'm being completely honest. And they are not going to fire Todd, Todd Bowles as long as Bruce Arians is working in the front office. And I sure. I don't agree with that. And I wrote as much in my pick six uh, that, that dropped Monday morning. But, you know, Jason Light needs to evaluate what's best for the team and put emotions aside. So yeah. you can you can sit there, let's say the Bucs lose Sunday to the Bengals, win their last three games of the season, win the division at nine and eight, and squeak out a last second playoff win against the Dallas Cowboys, 
make it to the divisional round and they lose there. You could sit there and say, oh, well, we saw positive signs of, of where this team is going and, mm -hmm. and they're, they're taking the right steps forward. No, those are still not the right steps forward because they took a dozen giant leaps backward in order to get to where they finished. Right. So I think under normal circumstances, a, a head coach that was set up with this level of talent on his team, not coming anywhere close to the expectations, the rightful expectations of this team probably has like an 80 to 90% chance to get canned. Yeah. But I, I, I think emotions will dictate more so than reason. And I would put Bowles' chances of being fired at 25%. You know, I, I got to say, I agree with you. And, you know, and not for a lot. I didn't really think about all the reasons you just said, but really the reason that I was kind of leaning towards is not just Bruce Arians, but also Jason Light. Jason mm -hmm. Light is tied to this coaching staff as well. Mm -hmm. And we all said this when Jason brought Bruce out of retirement and came back, right? Go back to those conversations. What do we all say? This was Jason's chance. This was it. Like, Either this works or Jason's gone, right? And that's that was kind of the projection that we all kind of made. Not necessarily a desire, but just what we all thought would probably happen. Well, I kind of stick by that. And I think that this is either going to work or they're all gone, including Jason Light. And I don't know that the Glazers really want to do that because you're basically scrapping all of the goodwill uh, that you've essentially built. And that's not how you want to end this type of a, of a rain plus. You know, if you look back at NFL history, right, I, we can look to the team that just whooped their butts, the San Francisco 49ers. Mike Shanahan has had several losing seasons with the San Francisco 49ers. And he's also had several seasons where they've been NFC championship contenders as well. The NFL is an all ever evolving tide, right? The tide is always coming in or coming out on somebody else. And they've got draft picks and you've got I don't know, not a whole lot of money, but maybe a little bit of free agency money that you can go ahead uh, and go out there and play with. And I think it was Jenna Lane from ESPN pointed out that if Tom Brady signs elsewhere, the cap hit that that he he takes or the dead cap that he carries for the Buccaneers in 2023 is actually less. If he retires, then it's a lot more. Um, so if he goes to a San Francisco, New England, a Miami, wherever he might go, the Buccaneers are actually financially in better position. And we'll see kind of how things go from there. Um, so, yeah, so I don't think as much as some people are not going to like hearing this, I don't think that we're on the path to Todd Bowles being fired. And honestly, should a head coach be given the benefit of the doubt and have more than one year? I think a lot of times you could say that, yes, perhaps they should get the benefit of the doubt and get more than one year. But if you're going to keep him, the company message from the top down has to be that guy's our leader. Like we got captains, we got leaders on the field. Got it. The head coach steers the ship and not just the message to the locker room, but the message to Todd. Todd's you got to steer the ship, brother. The players got to respect it. The players got to fall in line with it. They've got to voice their opinions as you let them granted. But at the end of the day, what Todd Bowles says has to be what happens because that's how B.A. ran this thing. That's how Belichick runs this thing. That's sure as heck how Kyle Shanahan run, runs this thing. So that's what's got to happen. If it doesn't happen, uh, then I want to cast my vote for Demeco Ryan's defensive coordinator for San Francisco 49ers to be the next Buccaneers head coach. If that happens, James, there will be odds on betonline.net for uh, Bucks fans to go vote for who the next coaching candidate might be. Because BetOnline.net is mine, it's yours, it's everybody's number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you think the Ohio State Buckeyes will go from non-conference champions to national champions, because that makes a whole lot of sense, 
by all means, go ahead and put some money on there, and the Georgia Bulldogs will laugh at you every time that you put in there. If you love sports podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to this one, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online where the game starts. Sorry, Evan, it's the truth, brother. Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen, your first view every single day. Make sure you're also checking out Locked On Sports today. I'm sure that the San Francisco 49ers guys had a lot of fun on that show with Peter Bukowski after they uh, laid the lumber down on the Buccaneers. You can find Locked On Sports today on this app or on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. James, it's time to stash it and trash it. Before we stash it and trash but it. Before we stash it and trash it, James, I think you have something to say. I can tell. I, I can see I, it on your face. I just wanted to make one more quick comment regarding our, our conversation about oh, Todd Bowles. Right. And and you made the connection that I really wasn't thinking about, that if they have to admit defeat in Todd Bowles, that could cost Jason Light his job as well. Yeah. So something to think about if Brady moves on, if he retires, if he goes to San Francisco, if he goes back to New England, if he becomes the quarterback of you know, one of the rocks teams in the XFL, whatever Jason light and Todd Bowles can probably buy time together because at that point, that's when you're in full rebuild mode. Mm -hmm. So you are telling ownership, look, we are going to struggle for the next couple of years. We have to get out from all of the salary cap that we deferred in order to win a championship and, and go for another one. We have to find a new quarterback because Kyle Trask probably ain't that dude. So there's going to be some growing pains. We have to stick with the continuity of the staff, of the front office, you know, of the the leaders that we're still able to keep on the roster in order to build this thing back up and and might buy himself and uh and Todd Bowles some time uh from that aspect. Yeah, I mean draft Anthony Richardson, roll Blaine Gabbert for a year and see what you got. Chomp, sure. Chomp. Stash it and trash the time. Yes. I'm going to stash Devin Tompkins because, to be quite honest with you, he's pretty much one of the only good things that came out of this game. You highlighted Carl Nassib for a lot of effort, and that's great, and we, we love effort. Um, you also highlighted, We also highlighted Rashad White, but even he had a fumble. So, I mean, even one of the quote-unquote stars of the game still had a negative uh, in this game. Granted, it really didn't mean much at the end of the day, but um, – it's just kind of indicative of how this game really went, James, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles was asked in his Monday press conference uh, for positive takeaways after watching the game tape. And his response was, quote, Devin Tompkins was positive in the return game. I thought he did some good things coming out, end quote. That's it. That's the whole quote about good things coming out of week 14 after watching the film by Todd Bowles. So Devin Tompkins, let's stash that young guy. Yeah, I am going to stash Mike Evans, and it's for something, David, that you pointed out uh, yesterday on our postcast episode, and that was the fact that he isn't taking any flack. He isn't going to sit there and just be berated uh, by his quarterback, regardless of his quarterback's status. He is a leader on this football team. He knows what he knows. He believes what he believes. He's out there playing hard and, and, and trying to, to help this football team doesn't mean the passes are always on target and that kind of hinders his ability to help. But then once again, you turn around to Monday and Mike Evans is talking about how he himself needs to be better. That's what a leader does. He's not pointing fingers. He's not throwing people under the bus. He is standing up, taking it on his own shoulders saying, I need to be better. I need to help this football team. I need to help this team score points. 
and that's what leaders do. So Mike Evans, I don't care what Ross Jackson says. I know mm. he likes to tease me about, about mm. Mike Evans and, and all that. Mike Evans is the kind of football player that every fan yes. wants on their football team. He is a great person. Yes. He is great in the community. He is great yes. in the locker room. He is yes. great on the field. He yes. is a Hall of Fame player and person. And for that, we thank him. Yep. The best number 13 to ever play in the National Football League. Yes, I'm talking to you, Dan Marino, because yeah. you can't grow a beard. At least I don't believe you can. You never have. Uh, time for trash it. That was weird. I, I don't hate know where that Dan came Marino. from. But time for trash it. Uh, my trash it is going to be not activating Kyle Trask. Listen, towards the end of that game, guys, we were all thinking it. Why is Tom Brady still in the game? Not only is thing, are things just going terrible, right? But why is Mike in the game? Why is Chris in the game? You know what? Let's go out there. Where's Tyler Johnson? Was he even, is he even around anymore? I don't even know where that guy has gone, to be quite honest with you. But I was thinking about this. Like, you know what? You could pull Tom Brady and you can put in your backup. Keep, keep, keep Tom Brady healthy. Cause listen, for anything that's going on, I think I hope we can all agree this team is better with Tom Brady than without, right? Like I think we can all at least I know it's not going great, but I think we can all agree on that, right? But listen, there is a question about Kyle Trask, and this question is: Is he capable of leading this team into the future? And we've seen him take some preseason snaps, and, and those are great. But let's see him take some regular season snaps, and yeah, and even that late game regular season snap. Like, are the 49ers really going to go full motor after Kyle Trask if he drops back there and, and throws some passes? I don't know. You know what I mean, Nick Bosa. I have a feeling Nick Bosa really isn't going to care, so he's just going to go full ham on whoever's taking the snaps. Um, but you can't put him in because he's not active, right? So, I mean, it's it's kind of hard. Blaine Gabbert is a veteran. I'm not saying he couldn't use the snaps potentially, but I would like to see if, if we're if we're in a situation 35-7 and you're just not going to win this game, let's put Kyle in there. At least see how he commands the huddle, commands the line of scrimmage, gets his counts out, gets him on time, manages the play clock, do do some of these other things that necessarily aren't attached to the to the shoulder, but they're attached to the neck. And then give them some chances to rip the ball out there and let's see if that gate that arm can come alive in a game situation. Uh I might be alone on that one, but you know, it's it's kind of the best thing I could salvage from a game like that is at least maybe you could have gotten the opportunity to see what number two can do in, in a game in a game situation. I will say you're not alone in that. Uh, my boss over at Bucks Nation, your former boss back when you were there, uh, Gil Arcia texted our our Bucks Nation group chat during the game and said, hashtag Trask season. So he wants to see Kyle Trask as well. Uh, in, a, in a game like that, why not? Except for the fact that he's always a game day inactive. He's inactive, yeah, so he can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right, real quick, my trash it, the playbook. Offensive playbook, just put it in a rocket to the moon. It's it's the same thing in the same situations every single game. The 49ers nearly took one of those Chris Godwin wide receiver screens to the house because the Bucs only run it about six times a game. And they sniffed it out. They knew it was coming. The, the defender didn't catch the ball. Otherwise, we're talking about a game that was 42 to seven instead of 35 to seven. And I realized there was the report on Monday about how Tom Brady sits down with the, the skill players and, and makes some tweaks to the game plan and yada, yada. That's great. But when you're making tweaks, let's say the playbook is a car. Okay. And it's like a 1981 
I don't know, Volvo. And you it doesn't have, matter because nothing classic came out in 1981. Exactly. Except for my wife. God bless her. Um, so, yeah, it, you you got to turn the, the car on with a screwdriver and you got to rev the engine while you're also like flipping the blinker up and down and doing all these things just to get the stupid car to start. If that's what you're tweaking, it's it, it's not helping because the car is trash so making tweaks to a game plan based off of a playbook that's already trash is just more trash and i don't know what has happened to the creativity or the ingenuity of this offense but it's stale it's predictable it's boring and it hasn't changed in the definition of insanity it's doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results well by that logic, uh, Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich are both clinically insane. Uh, coming up in just a moment, David, we are going to talk more about Bruce Arians and his role in all of this. So you do not want to miss that. But first, today's episode is brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Pick two to five players, and if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. And you're not competing against other people. It's just you against the projection available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, MMA, boxing, cricket, and more. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states. Just download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On. L O C K E D O N. All one word. Enter that promo code in for an instant deposit match up to $100. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast and. As we are recording this on December 12th, Bruce Arians was supposed to already be inducted into the Ring of Honor. He is a Super Bowl winning head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He you know, comes to 50% of the total amount of coaches to win a Super Bowl for the Buccaneers. Um, has the most wins as a head coach in a single season in franchise history. Um, overall, Pretty good three-year run. Now, that Ring of Honor induction was postponed because of Hurricane Ian and the questions surrounding whether or not the Bucs were going to be able to play their home game or not. And so he'll be inducted during halftime in Week 17 against the Carolina Panthers. The problem now, David, is what we are seeing on the field is a direct result of Bruce Arians. We opened the show criticizing Todd Bowles. We've criticized Byron Leftwich. We have criticized pretty Tom much Brady everybody. To a certain extent. We haven't talked about Bruce Arians' role in all of this. And you can point directly to the fact that he had Tom Brady walk back in that building and he said, y'all are good. I'm out. How different 
could this team be if Bruce Arians was still the one on the sideline calling the shots? I'll tell you how, because we have two years of history that shows us what kind of team they would be. They're probably looking at nine wins right now, eight wins, if if we're being a little on the, the skeptical side, because they have had injury issues. They did have some key players leave in, in Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa. But I get the feeling, leaving the coaching staff alone, leaving Todd to just focus on the defense, having B.A. as part of the planning for the offense with Byron and, and Tom, B.A. taking and, and picking his spots on the sideline to say, you know what, no, go deep here. You know, this is, this is the spot, take your shot. The, the team looks drastically different than it did over the course of the last two years. And a big part of that was Bruce Arians. And I understand Tom Brady walks back in the door. You still have, I don't know, 85, 90% of a Super Bowl winning roster. And you say, Todd didn't get a fair shake in New York. That team was real bad. He just, he didn't have an opportunity. I have the chance to hand him the reins to a championship contending roster, I'm going to do it. In the process, you've torpedoed this team's probably last year of being able to contend for that championship. It was it was selfless and selfish all at the same time. Not sure how that's possible, but that's how I view it. And no one, not a single person, is talking about the fact that plenty of blame for how this season has gone started at the NFL owners meeting when Bruce Arians made that decision. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, this whole season, and I mean, before the season, go back to January, well, February, technically, I think, when Tom Brady retired and then later he unretires and then Bruce, like, this whole thing has just been weird. And honestly, James, it just speaks to not necessarily all negative or like hatred or like, you know, offensive line versus Tom or Mike Evans versus Tom or whatever. But like there has, there has been something off inside this organization since they got bounced from the playoffs. Honestly, there has been something off about this, the inside of this organization since a B jumping jacked out of MetLife. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't know where the, again, we can speculate, you know what I mean? I dropped a speculative idea on yesterday's episode and 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 God help you a lot. You know, some of you well, you know, I don't want to say bought into it because it, it is based on some sort of logic, but like you were like, Hey, that sounds like it's feasible, you know what I mean? And I appreciate that. But again, I don't know that that's what happened, you know. I mean, when Bruce walked away, some were like, Okay, is it actually because he hates Tom Brady and he doesn't want to coach him? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's gonna make one heck of a thirty for thirty someday. Or a football life, you know, like Bruce Arians has a really good football life out there. Maybe football life part two. We'll dive into this stuff. Tom's football life, like I don't know, man. It is, uh, it is a, it is a conundrum, is what it is. But whatever it is, like, but it, you know, people on the inside know what it is. People, and I don't yeah. mean like the Greg Almonds of the world. I mean like the Todd Bowles, the Clyde Christensen's, the Tom Brady's, the Jason Lights. Somebody, I don't care who. Man, like Ryan suck up. Somebody get a hold of this thing. Someone be the grown up in the room 
and say that it's time to put whatever is eating this team from the inside out away and just focus on what needs to be done because that's the only way this thing's gonna get done. I can tell you right now though, like with Bruce Arians in, we've had this conversation before. You know, this offensive line situation with Bruce Arians, or, I mean, Tom Brady could be out for the season by now. But uh, you know, if you ask a Bucks fan, would you rather be six and seven with the offense you've seen? Would you rather be six and seven with an offense that's no risk it, no biscuit? I would probably rather be six and seven with a no risk it, no biscuit offense. And you know what? If you're seven and six because of it, even better. Um I have always taken the stance, and this is what I loved about when Bruce Arians out here. James, you'll remember us having this conversation. I would rather see a team, a competitor, go down competing than go down hiding. And we've seen these this Buccaneers team go down hiding way too much this season. This team has lost its entire edge, its entire identity. And hearing Tom Bowles talk about we've got four weeks to figure out who we want to be, again, I'll, I'll reiterate it. It is December 12th. If you don't know who you are as a team by December 12th, you are lost. You are just, you are, you are Fox special of the week lost. Uh, also shout out to the 1981 DeLorean named the worst car to come out in 1981, according to motor trend magazine. Uh, shout out to the DeLorean for being a timeless masterpiece used in back to the future. Timeless and masterpiece. That's a V six with 130 horsepower that costs the equivalent of $75,000 in today's money. Oh yeah. The yeah. doors broke on pretty much every model ever sold. Yeah, but I've also seen the DeLorean parades of all the people that have DeLoreans that do function, and they're all tricked out to look like they're from Back to the Future, and it's glorious. Yeah, it's so glorious. thank you, Back to the Future, for making the DeLorean cool uh, when it very much was not. The, not last, the last thing I'm going to say on this before we get out of here, David, and it's something that uh, my dad... And I have talked about a couple of times, my dad, also a, a big fan of your Mike Evans, Tom Brady theory. Um, I'm a fan of your father. <laughs> if we all we all remember the speculation and the rumors when Tom Brady returned and Bruce Arian stepped down and there was the, you know, Florio over a pro football talk was running wild with it. The national media was running wild with it. Is there a problem between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? And they both said, no, they love each other. It's great and yada, yada. Um, but they're both saying it for the, the public face value of it. If there really was, and I'm saying if, if, again, my own speculation. If there really was a rift between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and a condition of Tom Brady's return was that B.A. stepped away and wasn't the head coach anymore. The question that I have for Tom Brady is, how's that working out for you? Mm. With mm. that, we are going to get out of here. Thank you again for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, check out the biggest headlines in all sports with Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. I will be back tomorrow with our dude, 
Evan Klosky for a WTSP Wednesday. But of course, in the meantime, you can check out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out what I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the kids. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.